Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land? Well, I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well and had a very good weekend. Well, let's get started into the new episode, episode 58. The name of episode 58 is Coaching to a Fault. The name of episode 58, people, Coaching to a Fault. And as you know, Coach Luke likes to slide on into the main topic of the episode somewhere down the line. But let's get started with episode 58, people. All right. Before we get started, you know what we got to do. We got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, yeah, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Coming out of that Brooklyn building, people. They're stating that Kevin Durant will play basketball this season. He, they're, they're telling everybody that Kevin Durant will play basketball sometime in March, April, and leading into the playoffs. Well, I mean, that's that's strong. That's strong. We all know that KD uh, um, tours ACL, okay, and it takes more than a year to heal. Then again, you know, it depends on the individual. So if they feel like Kevin Durant out that Brooklyn building will be back this season, it's a possibility. Not too many people, though, in my eyes, and as far as my experience in the game of basketball, not too many people have come back a little under a year from a torn ACL. It's a very, very serious injury, and I don't see it happening. But, hey, you know, this could be a PR spin for the Brooklyn Nets, or it could be for real. I mean, they say he's walking very, very well. He's he's working out hard to make a comeback this season at the end of the season. And, of course, right into the playoffs. So you never know. Again, like Coach Luke said, it depends on the individual. I personally believe that the Brooklyn Nets are putting a little PR spin on it. I do not believe Kevin Durant will play this season. It's just too much of a horrific, horrific, excuse me, injury to be predicting that he will play this season. Now, I know he'll play next season. That's just enough time for him to be ready to play. This season is kind of a reach. It's really kind of a reach to believe that Kevin Durant will play this season. But coming out of that Brooklyn building, they seem very, very strong that Kevin Durant will perform in March, sometime at mid-March or right into April, going into the playoffs. And boy, if that happens, you never know, man. The Nets might have a whole new bag going into the playoffs. But on, and on my side of the thing, on my side of the fence, people, you know, just from my experience around the game for 40-plus years, I'll tell you, I do not believe it's going to happen. All right? It would surprise Coach Luke if Kevin Durant were to play this season. Again, it depends on the individual. And, hey, Kevin Durant knows his his body better than anybody else. And so he hasn't defuted the notion. And so maybe they have some truth to it. And maybe we will see Kevin Durant on a basketball court sooner than later. Well, that's what's coming out of the Brooklyn Nets building. One Kevin Durant will play this season around March. All right. 
out of that Cleveland Cavalier building, they're still trying to furiously move uh, Tristan Thompson as well as Kevin Love. Now, Tristan Thompson, they're trying to move to the Boston Celtics. The big holdup is the Boston Celtics. They don't want to make that move just yet. They want to see Tristan Thompson come back from a late ending, uh, a late uh, injury in last season. They want to see how he looks, how he performs in the early parts of training camp, preseason. They'll probably pull the trigger because the Boston Celtics like good, strong veterans like Tristan Thompson. But right now, they just want to see how Tristan Thompson looks and they'll continue conversations. And so don't be surprised if you see one Tristan Thompson in a um, Boston Celtic uniform earlier this year sometime. But like, like Coach Luke said, the Boston Celtics are really pulling back. They want to see Tristan Thompson perform a little bit in a Cleveland Cavalier uniform. But the Cleveland Cavaliers is on the youth movement. They're really trying to get rid of Kevin Durant. I mean, excuse me, Tristan Thompson, as well as Kevin Love. They're trying to get rid of those two veterans because they're on a youth movement and they have nothing but youthful players in the building and they want to build it from the ground up as well as their head coach. They've got a a new head coach, new training systems, new facility, and they want to go all new. And so they really want to um, move Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love to other teams so that they can continue their youth movement. But that's what's going on with Tristan Thompson and the Boston Celtics. They're going to continue to talk, but they definitely are interested in Tristan Thompson. They just want to see Tristan Thompson do a few things on the basketball court before they pull the trigger. Well, all right, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, coming out of that Memphis building, man, John Morant stating that he's 100% and ready and raring to go. For training camp. Now, as you know, John Morant, the number two pick in the NBA draft this past uh, spring, is a phenomenal ball player, man. He might be the rookie of the year. Again, there's a few guys in this class that can be for that rookie of the year. None better than John Morant. Phenomenal. Can do a little bit of everything, man. A phenomenal ball player, and he's definitely going to upgrade the Memphis Grizzlies at that point guard position. Now, of course, they just got rid of Mike Conley, and he's in Utah. Mike Conley's an all-star, but John Morant is a new breath, a new um, um, player, and is a breath of fresh air, young player, ready to perform, ready to do his thing. And so, no knock on Mike Conley. Wish him all the best in Utah. But I'm telling you, the Memphis Grizzlies are very, very excited that John Moran is in the building. He's a building block. You can build around him. And he's a young player that's going to come out there and perform at a high, high level. Well, as you know, John Moran didn't play in the Vegas Summer League. He was on the men from a minor knee surgery that he had in the spring right after the draft. But he's ready and raring to go for training camp. And he's stating that, hey, I'm 100% and I'm ready to perform, and the Memphis Grizzlies couldn't be any happier with that news. They're going to be a phenomenal team 
in a short order with John Morant at the point guard. It's going to be an excellent, excellent team. Right now they're young. Don't expect too much from them uh, this season. Maybe not even next season. But I tell you, with John Morant in the building, their future is extremely bright. Their future is extremely bright, and they're going to be performing at a high, high level very, very soon. And so coming out of that Memphis building, John Moran is stating, hey, man, I'm 100% and I'm ready to go. I can't wait for training camp to start. And, of course, as you know, like Coach Luke said, a lot of training camps will start this week and as well as next week. I don't know which ones are going to start this week or next week, but between these two weeks, you're going to see a lot of training camps opening up and getting ready to get started for the upcoming NBA season. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But coming out of that Memphis building, once again, John Morant stating, I'm 100%. I'm ready to go. I can't wait for the season to start. And that's an excellent thing for those Memphis Grizzlies. They like, again, I said, they have a very, very young nucleus. Most of the teams that's coming in now, they have a young nucleus, and they have to build. Now, you have some veteran teams, but, but you know, you have a lot of young teams that's starting from scratch and ready to build from scratch, and the Memphis Grizzlies is one of those teams. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. It really is for you. Let's do it. All right. Our AAU profile, baby. We got that AAU profile. And as you know, I jockey from male to female. This AAU profile is a wonderful, wonderful young lady out of um, the Maryland area. She's Her name is Madison Scott, 6'1". She's uncommitted. She hasn't picked a college yet, so we can't name one. But she's a phenomenal player. Five-star recruit that's definitely uncommitted. Her AAU team is Team Turnover out of the Maryland area. Team Turnover. Okay, and Madison Scott can do a little bit of everything, man. She has great footwork, great shot. Man, she can mix it up down low. Averages about 10 rebounds a game for a 6'1 girl, and she's strong under the basket. Wonderful, wonderful player, man, Madison Scott. She's our AAU profile. She goes to Bishop McNamara High School out out of the Marlboro, Maryland area. Bishop McNamara High School out of the Marlboro, Maryland area. And so that's our AAU profile for this this Monday show, Madison Scott. And she's uncommitted right now, so we don't have a college. All right? And that's our AAU profile. Kevin Love, once again, we're in that Cleveland building. We just talked about Tristan Thompson. And so now we're talking about Kevin Love. And can you believe it? Kevin Love is entertaining going back to Minnesota. Well, I think Kevin Love wants to just get out the Cleveland Cleveland building, people. And so the Minnesota Timberwolves is where he got drafted. He started his career in Minnesota. He became an all-star in Minnesota. And so, hey, I mean, you know, 
going back to Minnesota is familiar ground for Kevin Love. I know there's a few other teams like the Detroit Pistons and the um, Toronto Raptors that are very, very interested in Kevin Love, but he's also entertaining returning to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wonderful thing, man. He He's a guy that's been in the building, knows the establishment, and he knows his way around Minnesota, and he's comfortable there. He had some of his greatest and best years in a Minnesota uniform. So it doesn't surprise Coach Luke that he doesn't mind going back to the Minnesota area. I mean, it's cold out there, but again, he's used to it. He was there for his first eight years of his career, all right? And he led the league in rebounding three of those eight years. So he's had a lot of success in a Timberwolf uniform. And so it wouldn't surprise me if he went back to Minnesota. And, of course, they have an excellent young team themselves. And with Kevin Love in the building, it could up their notch a little bit in the Western Conference. I don't really believe that the Timberwolves will be in the running as far as the playoffs, but you never know. You never know. Or those last spots, the six, seven, and eight spots, they're all open. They're all open to these teams, people. And so you can't rule out the Minnesota Timberwolves slipping in there at number eight or slipping in there at number seven. And so with Kevin Love in the uniform and the Minnesota Timberwolves uniform once again, you never really do know. But he's not in the Minnesota Timberwolf uniform just yet. He's just stating he wouldn't mind going back where he has familiar roots and has played his first seven to eight seasons at. He wouldn't mind going back and playing in a Timberwolf uniform. And that's a wonderful thing. Again, Cleveland's trying to move the veterans. I stated earlier with Tristan Thompson and the Celtics, and now you're hearing Kevin Love wouldn't mind going back to Minnesota. Again, there are a few teams interested in Kevin Love, like the Detroit Pistons, the Toronto Raptors, okay? And so you have, Kevin Love has a few suitors out there for his services, and something will happen with Kevin Love. He'll get moved. Maybe it won't be in the beginning of the season, but I believe before trade deadline, Kevin Love will be in another uniform other than the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, we got that WNBA recap, man. That WNBA recap, people, I'm going to tell you. The playoffs is getting thick. Well, I'll tell you what. The Connecticut Sun swept the L.A. Spark. Surprising me, man. Very surprising. I just thought the Spark had too much for the Connecticut Sun, but I was proven wrong on that. It was a clean sweep, 3-0. and Three games, man. A clean, clean sweep of the um, the L.A. Spark by the Connecticut Sun. And the Connecticut Sun will be going to their first WNBA championship. Well, congratulations to the Connecticut Sun for reaching their first M- WNBA championship. All right? And then we got the Washington Mystics and the Las Vegas Ace. Now, as you know, the Las Vegas Ace is my favorite, baby. I'm telling you right now, Liz Cabbage, you know what I'm saying? Asia Wilson, okay? They're going to come out there. Jackie Young. I mean, I'm going to tell you, Kelsey Plummer is a wonderful, wonderful team. And so I tell you what, uh, the Mystic are leading that series 2-1. to one. Game 4 is tomorrow night, all right? 
Game four is tomorrow night in Las Vegas. And, hey, it's going to be a bomb burner. So the, whoever wins that series between the Mystic and Ace will meet the Connecticut Sun in the WNBA championship. And, again, the Washington Mystic hold a 2-1 lead over the Las Vegas Ace. And that's the WNBA playoff recap. Once again, people, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, right now is the title of the show. All right? Coaching to a fault. Well, last night what we had in the, when the Connecticut Sun swept the L.A. Spark, what you have to understand what happened was with the fourth quarter coming into effect, Derek Fisher, the L.A. Sparks coach, benched his top players, okay? He benched Anika Kumake and Candace Parker and did not put them back in the game. And you had a whole quarter to perform and play. Now, I'll tell you what, the Connecticut Sun had a 19-point lead. But I'll tell you, this is what I say. And, 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 you know, when I talk about these type of things, I know from experience because I am a coach. Sometimes coaches get in their own way. They start to overthink instead of letting the game play out. They start to overthink. They start to really feel they're smarter than the actual game that's going on. And one thing that you have to do, no matter how much you know as a coach, and that's in any sport, you have to be able to fall back, pull back, and let your players and trust your players that they will perform and remember some of the things that you worked on in preparation of the game. But getting back to Derek Fisher, I think he really overthought the situation. There is no way possible that the L.A. Spark would beat um, the Connecticut Sun without Nika Akumake, all right, and and Candace Parker. Impossible. So I don't know why he sat them, and then he sat them for the whole fourth quarter. To me, a lot of people are looking at it, and I'll tell you what, Derek Fisher might lose his job over this one. I think he overthought the moment. And sometimes, as coaches, we're human beings, we get in our own way sometimes. We really can get in our own way and overthink the game. And that's what I think happened in one Derek Fisher last night. He overthought the situation instead of pulling back and letting his players work the magic and work the game the way they know they can. Hey, these young ladies are professionals. They know how to get back into games. They know how to win games. And when they're losing games, they know how to come back in great fashion, and I think by him pulling his best two players, he gave his team no type of shot to win this game and at least make the series interesting. 19 points might seem like a lot of points in the fourth quarter, but it's really not. You have that three-point line, people. It's really not a big, big um lead, and so when you pull Candace Parker from the game like that and you could read Candace Parker's lips. 
She was basically saying, right now, right now you're going to do this? And she just sat down because she's a consummate pro. But you could read her lips. She was very, very disgusted at the turn of events where the, uh, Derek Fisher pulled her out. Nikki Akumake did took a little bit of a higher road. She just took a towel and sat down. But I believe they both thought they would return to the game. And they did not return to the game. As a result, the Connecticut Sun swept the L.A. Spark, the favorite in the series. They were definitely the favorite to beat at least the Connecticut Sun. Now, when they get to the NBA, WNBA Finals, that would have been a different story. But they definitely were the favorite to beat the Connecticut Sun. And so, you know, again, let's get we're getting all kind of off of it. But I think Coach Fisher really outthought himself. He really got in the way of his team. And sometimes coaches do that. Sometimes coaches do that. I know when I'm coaching, I try to make sure that the players prevail. If you keep that in front of your mind, then you'll never be really in the way of the outcome of the game. And I think Coach Fisher really got in the way of the outcome of the game. And I tell you, I hope he keeps his job because he's an excellent coach, but he really, really didn't do a great job last night by benching Candace Parker and Nika Kumake for the rest of the game. All right. It's come to that point of the show, people. If you want to be a sponsor to the show, if you want to be a sponsor to All Things Basketball Podcast, if you want your ass or your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. And if you want to hit me on my Facebook feed, Hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button and leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. If you want to be a sponsor on the show, or if you want your ads to your company to be on the show, those are the things that you have to do. Thank you very, very much. Still no takers for Carmelo Anthony, people. Still no takers, and I'm very, very shocked and surprised. I mean, I think Carmelo Anthony still has a lot in his tank, people. I really do. And I think um, the league is doing an injustice to him right now. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I really thought at this point Carmelo Anthony would have signed at least a one-year contract. I don't know. I re- But I also believe he will sign a contract somewhere. I think he's kind of picking his spots. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I could talk to Carmelo Anthony, I would tell him, man, just get on the court. Doesn't matter what team at this point. Doesn't matter. I know at his age, he want to be in a winning situation. But I tell you, what would you take? Picking a winner or playing basketball? Continue your career is what I would tell him. That's the news that I would give Carmelo Anthony if I knew him, but I don't know him. But that's the news that I would give them. Continue your career. Play at a high, high level, whether it's on a winning team or a losing team. Show the league that you still have what it takes to play in the NBA and perform at a high, high level. I really thought someone would pick up Carmelo Anthony by now, but he hasn't had any takers. One of the teams that I really thought would sign him because he had such a wonderful workout was the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know what happened along the way. He had a workout. They called him in. He had a second workout, 
and um, you know, no signing. Didn't hear of any signing. I knew that they were interested, the Brooklyn Nets, but they didn't sign them. And so I really believe Carmelo Anthony will get signed. I mean, we don't know where, but he's still a phenomenal ball player. He's one of my guys, man, I'm going to tell you. And he can really help a team. And he's an excellent, excellent baller, man. So I'm hoping that Carmelo Anthony will really get a shot this season and very, very soon. Well, Candace Parker, after the turn of events that I just talked about with the the, um, title of the show, as far as Derek Fisher, you know, and, and like I said, coaching to a fault, getting in the way. Candace Parker has stated when the reporters asked her what will she do, Candace Parker said, I really don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if I'm going to play again. I don't know if I'm going to request a trade. I don't know if I'm just going to be in the commentary booth at NBA TV. I don't know for sure what I'm going to do. And so Candace Parker needs time to relax and reflect. And, of course, she deserves that. Hall of Famer, man. Candace Parker is a Hall of Famer. You got to respect her, man. She's a wonderful, wonderful player, a, a WNBA champion, two-time WNBA MVP, okay? You got to really respect Candace Parker and her wishes. But right now, after losing to the Connecticut Sun three games in a row, first time she's ever been swept, you got to remember her history, man. Her history is winning championships at Tennessee, having a stellar Olympic career, and also playing for the L.A. Sparks and being very, very successful in that L.A. area. And so being swept for the first time is something that's going to lay on her for a little while. She's going to have to get used to, you know, licking her chops this season. But right now, Candace Parker has stated she doesn't know what she's going to do whether she's going to ask for a trade, return to the L.A. Spark, or just call it quits. And she's had a long career. Any kind of way that it happens for Candace Parker, everybody will appreciate it and will appreciate what she's given to the game. She's a stellar pro, an even better person. And so, you know, we're just going to wait and sit and see what Candace Parker decides. I would love to see her go out on her own terms. Because I don't believe being benched for the last quarter of a very important playoff game is Candace Parker's idea of going out on her own basic terms. I cannot believe that's the way she wanted to go out as far as a basketball player. And so I would love to see her come back. And it even doesn't even have to be in an L.A. Sparks uniform. It could be in another uniform. But stating coming out of that L.A. area, Candace Parker has already stated she doesn't know what she's going to do. She needs time to relax and reflect on this past season and enjoy her family. And she'll she'll come around and she'll make a decision. And as smart as Candace Parker is, she's going to make the right decision. All right? And so that's what's going on with Candace Parker out of that L.A. building. Well, people... Episode 58, wonderful, wonderful episode as always. I'd like to thank all of the listeners, all of the people that follow and download and share and like. 
I like to thank my staff, All Things Basketball Podcast Coaching, and my coaching staff as well as my staff for the show. It's a wonderful, wonderful situation. All right. And I appreciate everybody that tunes in to All Things Basketball Podcast. We're transcending up, and I want everybody to take that journey with us. All right. It's been a wonderful, wonderful show, people. Episode 58. Good night. God bless.